Greetings, nerds. This is Dina Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont. And with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. That's good. That's good. Yeah, same here. Just uh, enjoying a nice spring day. and uh, It is it, spring, people. My yeah. way will tell you that because I can actually see concrete on it and not ice. So yeah, spring, spring. That's awesome. Yeah, there's yeah here here we have just the green like pollen everywhere, but it's starting to subside, so that's always good. But uh, yeah, just yeah, just glad it's going well. And I mean, just sneaking here at the very top of the show. Just wanted to continue to thank folks for uh, sticking with us. I know uh, I know a lot of folks are uh, having to work from home and other things and. It's hard to listen to podcasts these days, but just wanted to appreciate everyone. I know just for always supporting us and stuff, and yeah, just in a very reflective mood today, I guess. I find it easier to listen to a podcast from home. Yeah, see, having I, a background white noise. Oh, there you go, there you go. See, I'm like I'm like office sharing now with a bunch of people, so it's kind of hard. But see, it's yeah. that's it's like. Being single and alone, this quarantine business is like so, so much more different than what you're going through. (laughs) (laughs) There's pros and cons, but enough about that. Will at one point will never bring up quarantine on the show again. I don't know when that will be, but um, I'm going to start making him drop all of that information during the pre-show. And then when we're actually on the show, we can just jump dive to why we're here with which... We're not here to talk about the world outside. We're here to simply talk about the worlds on our TVs and computer screens. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on that note, Dune dropped some photos in Vanity Fair because apparently Dune thinks it's still going to get released this year. Hey, I, I thought you said you were going to like stop talking COVID. <laughs> that is stop talking about Will. <laughs> I couldn't resist. I did my part. I don't know why you stopped. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just, I, yeah, see, this is what happens when we all do a long pre-show. <laughs> we did two minutes. Yeah, I know. I know. All right, I'll, I'll be good. That's all I have to say. Dune drop set photos. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, you know, I, I, I'm actually looking forward to this. I don't know. Did you ever watch the, orig- the uh, no. original? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was, you know, so it. It has the the regular cut, then it has the very extended cut, and and it's like Kyle, Kyle McLaughlin and some other. I think Sting was in it, so it it was okay. But I'm actually looking forward to this one. I mean, it's got a pretty you know pretty pretty star studded cast. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Jason. It, it it is the cast, and then yeah. Dylan Dylan Newth. I mean, yeah. he ever since Arrival, he's been that that uh director who's very similar to nolan people now go to the cinemas i think for his movies in particular that plus the cast however i will say when i first saw the image of um timothy chamelay god i cannot talk tonight that's what i'm experiencing um i saw the photo of him walking along a beach it looked like or something i could have sworn it was robert pattinson in twilight like, <laughs> yeah, I was cutting that up too. Uh, at first, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Uh, I mean, I know this is Dune. I know he's supposed to be walking in it, you know. And obviously, the whole the title describes the planet, which is one big desert. But yeah, it was just like, huh? Yeah, I, I, I had to do a double take too. I was like, "Am I seeing this, the correct film here?" Because I was feeling that too. <laughs> Between the hair, the age, I don't know. There was something so funny about it that it just stuck in my head. And I've seen others, and we've talked about this before. I'm not really someone who's just shocked and awe by set photos because, you know, there's some digital behind the scenes work with those images, and that's not really telling you about the story. And I know this is a remake, so. Some of us already know the story. I honestly don't. I'm going in very blind to this movie. Um, but the true test will be the trailer. 
and whenever we actually get to see it because yeah. um i am excited for it i dylan is is great he's a fantastic yeah. director yes he is <clears throat> um and in other news some good news <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man john krasinski who's slowly becoming the savior of quarantine life um i just i love that guy so much yeah yeah he Uh, is like yeah you know this over the last few weeks he has definitely uh definitely have brightened my my youtube during the day whenever i could watch some good news and uh yeah and, and and I know this was rumored some time back, but it was back in the news. I guess he kind of teased this week on on one of, on the show uh, that he uh, adding fuel to the fires to the rumors that he met with Marvel to to possibly be behind the new Fantastic Four project. Yeah, I, it, it was interesting because I remember watching the video and before anything came out about it. Um, but I, now I'm subscribed to that channel because I just adore Krasinski and everything. Mm-hmm. So it popped up and I watched it. And there was this awkward moment where he was just talking about how he'll, and he looked straight to camera and in a very like tongue in cheek way, just implied he would never be a Marvel hero. And yeah. and so that has led into this whole discourse. And of course, we're bored, and we yeah. have all the time in the world to go screen um, shot by shot breakdown of like, was he looking? What what was that? Was that a wink? Was that sun in his eyes? I don't I don't know what's going on here. Um, so so there are some implications, and this this has been a rumor for a long time. This is yeah. everyone since a quiet place has basically mm-hmm. said. Mr. and Mrs. Fantastic. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Pa- well, <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Woman and stretchy mouse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, because it's... <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the best show ever, because, man, I'm never going to... F- I'm going to name this title of this episode, Invisible Woman and Stretchy Man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the perfect title. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. Uh, is clearly John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. <laughs> it clearly is. Maybe. Uh, you are the nerd. <laughs> I am the scene. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So. So yeah. that there there is speculation. There is almost. We're just waiting for it. Um, but who knows when we'll get it. Maybe after 2020. <laughs> yeah, after. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, it's it's, it's one of those fun things to, to you know, the spitball whether it's true or not. Uh, you know, but, I mean, it's, again, it's been out there before that he was going to be Mr. Uh, Mr. Fantastic, Reed Richards and stuff. And uh, I hope it comes to true fruition but um you know we, we in the meantime we can just you know watch that video again and again and then try to glean from it what uh if he was truly dropping a hit or not so we shall see um also marvel um other marvel news dropped over the the week sam Raimi has confirmed to direct dr strange i thought that was already confirmed yeah, I think he was on a show this week, and he he dropped he confirmed it in a roundabout way, where there was a scene a scene in Spider Man Two, uh-huh. where they were if you recall I don't I mean I forgot the scene honestly but uh, I guess whenever they were trying to name Doctor Octopus um, since he was the villain in that film uh-huh. I guess what I guess uh, Jonah Jameson's press aide said how about Doctor Strange when they were trying to come up with a name for the, for, you know, for the headline in the paper. And so, and so that was how Ramey confirmed that he was indeed stepping in to, to film, uh, direct Dr. Strange too. And apparently 
Disney is desperate for money, desperate for all the people who canceled their subscriptions, me included, to go back on and get Disney Plus again because they have announced that they will be dropping an eight-part Mandalorian docu-series. Still not getting my money back, Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Still not. Actually, I have I've gone through an experience right now where I am I am really trying to drop subscriptions of of various channels mm-hmm. um i i think i i i cut off showtime because huh. billions isn't on so i don't need it right now right, and right. i was on the verge of cutting off uh hbo but i found a reason why i still need it so and more on that in a few minutes but okay. i am going through this like very cathartic purge of mm. of um trying to make sure that I am I am managing my consumption of those different sites um, yeah I, I totally get it I mean uh, it's it, with at least with the Mandalorian I know uh, I I was kind of in the same place I mean I had Disney plus got a little have the bundle so yeah so I could have Hulu and everything as well but um, it yeah, it definitely gets to that. It's getting to that point where it's sort of like cable, it's like cutting the cord with cable, mm-hmm. and um, with all these subscription services and stuff. So yeah, a lot of times I'll just do the free trial just to just be able to see what I want to watch, and 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 then and then boom, cut you know cut it. But uh, yeah, I mean this was definitely as far as getting back to the Mandalorian. Um, I saw this. I it's clearly. They are starving for content and giving people something to to come back to the site to see this eight-part miniseries. I mean, as, as far as I recall, I think they w- were able to wrap filming because I think I, I seem to remember Gina Carano and a couple of other folks uh, you know, posted on Instagram and other things, last day of, of shooting photos. So maybe you know, COVID may have delayed post-production, but as far as I know, everything still won't go. Disney hasn't said anything about put, you know delaying Mandalorian uh, from the fall, and and of course you know of course I think at this point it'd be premature for them to, to do so because uh, they you know, again they don't want more people to cut to unsubscribe, but uh, this is definitely you know this is a nice little little touch for May the Fourth Day so yeah and I also. I just want to say, even though I have said I'm not, this isn't going to allow me to or make me want to go back and um, and repurchase that subscription. I will say that being someone who enjoys listening to commentaries about some of my favorite films behind mm-hmm. the screens, I totally get the need. And if you're into that, then good for you. And this will hopefully satisfy you, or at least make you look at things in a different way and then rewatch it. I mean, that's the interesting yeah. thing about anytime you get that experience from the creators of understanding what happened behind the scenes, because it provides more context. And then when you rewatch things, you can almost understand it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> so, yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, when I saw the news, I was like, you know, I, I need to go back and rewatch rewatch this show because I, I did enjoy it. I mean, I, you know, there were a couple episodes that, you know, there in the middle were kind of, I felt, uh, you know, filler. But overall, I thought the series was very good, and um, you know, it helped especially get the take the the taste of Rise of Skywalker out of my mouth. So, uh, yeah. So you know, I, I'll probably I'll pro- given that I'm a big Star Wars fan, I, I would I will probably. Well, we'll definitely watch this. I mean, there's a probably about it. I, I'll be I'll be there on May fourth watching this. You set me up for such a funny joke, and I don't know if I should say it. Go right ahead. Go right no, ahead. We're, the the no. way the night's going, you, we can do it. it. We can do whoa, it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It is not about you, so don't yeah. play all victim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, if if people who listen to our show know me at all, or understand my humor i think based on what you were saying about getting a taste of a skywalker 
out of your mouth, I think they would know where my mind went. So on that okay. note, clearly <laughs> we are going to Ozark. Oh gosh. Because really I went back to Ozark yeah. and I have a story. <laughs> All right. Let's hear this. Cause yeah. Cause I really liked season one and then I started season two and then I fell off. So you didn't even make it to the end of season one. Just said to remind Accusations. everyone. Accusations, nothing. Now you you did. You dropped off because we were like talking about you don't have the show. To be all mean about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll return. <laughs> However, okay. I do have my issues. Uh, Ozark is is interesting. I I went back to it because clearly I have all this time on my hands now, and I kept I kept hearing people say. Ozark season three, best show on TV. Ozark season three, unbelievable. Kristen, Christian Harloff even broke it down to say that every episode in that season is crafted in a very unique way where the climax is in the middle of the show. And as soon as he said that, my mind was like, oh, I got to watch this. I got to understand that. Let me tell you, he lied. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I disagree with that. And I have my issues. And so... Last weekend, I, because I hadn't finished season one, I kind of was bored. I, I think I started episode eight of season one, and um, so I got caught up. And then season two, and then um, I found myself really wanting to watch season three. Hmm. I think season two, honestly, is a better season than season three. Okay. I I really do. I really liked it, and it hooked me. But season three was so overhyped that I went into it thinking that it would be on par with like a season of The Wire or something. And it's and it it's not that it wasn't. I completely I get why people would be drawn to that show. Mm -hmm. I disagree that Jason Bateman is the reason to watch it. Um, it's Laura Linney. Laura Linney. Um, delivers a performance in that third season that is really good and really fascinating to watch. There's one scene in particular, I think in episode eight, where she just, she's like, here, where's my, where's my Emmy? Okay. Where's my Emmy? Okay. Have I, have I cried enough? And, and it's good. However, in retrospect, I'm not really craving season four because my issue is these characters. Mm. I can predict what's going to happen next. Wow. Never watching, watching the seasons in a very binge way, I never was surprised by what mm. happened, by mm. how certain actions caused catalysts. And often I think, and you know my, my error rate, I am not good at predicting things in TV shows. We all know this. And yet I think I predicted about 80% of the things that happened. Wow. Wow. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. So, okay. Well, maybe I'll see now. I'm like, I'm like you were after mm -hmm. with season one, <laughs> as far as should, cause I've been too, I've been debating whether or not to watch season two and three. I mean, I started season two and then I just kind of fell off and I didn't go back. And, and then I heard the same, like you heard people raving about season three. I was like, you know, maybe I should go back to this show. But if you're, if you're, if you're predicting, everything that's happening then uh then maybe maybe i'll just continue maybe i'll get around to it but you know it, it'll be when I, I get through finish my watch of succession which i've been really enjoying so which yeah tell us about that how is season two where are you what has happened what are your thoughts uh, so I finished season one cause I, I, I got through about episode eight of season one and I, and I, I must admit the, the finale for season one, I was kind of in and out mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause I just felt like it was just over long yep. uh, with the yep. wedding and mm -hmm. it was, yeah, it's just, I just felt like, okay. Um, and it just kind of lost me. I will was, say that. Yeah. 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 Um, season two, I'm really, I, I'm really liking it. I, I, <laughs> it's, um, you know, starting out with, uh, with how with the companies, the dynamics with the fathers and, and Roman and, and everything and the rest of the rest of the crew, just all the machinations and just 
just the e- just the evilness of like the dad is just uh-huh. and, and it's I you know I, I'm cheering for all I'm cheering for the kids to yep. to overcome this 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 bastard and, and but at the same it, yeah so I'm I'm at the third episode of season two. And, uh, yeah, and basically I, I see what the hype is all about. And so it's, it's, it's a fun, it's a good show. I mean, it's a good watch. It's, you know, it's one of those things where, okay, I have to like cut myself off because otherwise I'll end up, you know, spending the whole evening binging. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, when you reached out to me, because apparently we do this, you're like, Sarah, what about your HBO? <laughs> yeah, my, 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 my fire, my fire, st- yeah, my like, fire st- like, yeah. She's going to give it to me because I'm going to watch Succession. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we do this. Yeah, my fire, my fire stick reset, so I like lost the password. I had written it down from whenever we shared it for Watchmen, so. <laughs> no, um, it, if you have not watched Succession and you are looking for things to watch, don't watch Ozark. Watch Succession. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's superior, and and I will. I do agree. Will their first season? There were I think it's episode six. Whenever they do that episode about um, where you think he's gonna he's gonna overthrow his dad and take over the company, if you can make it to that episode. I think it'll get you through the rest of season one. And then season two, that is, there is a buildup and there's a climax. And then there's a tease where I can't wait for season three. I really can't of that show. I I love it. Well, yeah, well, I will be there very soon. I'll probably finish, probably finish the season probably over the next few days and, yeah, so then we can we can talk we can definitely talk season three together next when it when it when it finally drops. Yeah, it's interesting because I was saying before about how I've been going through and contemplating: do I still need access to this channel or this streaming service because this show that I got it for is on hiatus? Mm-hmm. HBO, I've constantly been on the fence about, but what I'm finding is that. Whether it's a show like Succession or Game of Thrones or The Wire, they just have this catalog where you can find something. My parents, who also steal from me, they binge watched The Deuce over the weekend, uh, the first season, three seasons. I still haven't watched it. It's not my thing. But but you just stumble upon these things. um, and, And so it's really hard for me to cut that cord. And now I've even found a new show because I watched uh, their latest. It's just a half hour comedy TV show called Run on HBO. Merritt Weaver and Domnell Domnell. Domnell. He pronounces it really strange. He's Irish. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Yeah. I want to practice it. Um, He was... He was General uh, Hux in uh, Star Wars, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Ex Machina. So yeah. he, they, they co-star, and um, <laughs> I have watched this half-hour episode, um, and there's only one because it just premiered this weekend. I've watched yeah. it once every night for the last three days. Huh. Four days. I saw it. Yeah, I saw a review about it on the Hollywood Reporter, and I was real. I was. I was going to reach i've been meaning to ask you this week if you were if you were going to check this out and then i saw you put it on the rundown so i was like yeah okay i was gonna, i'm glad i wanted i want to hear your thoughts because i've been thinking about when i read the review on part of reporter i was like this looks pretty interesting I, I might check this out um i i don't know why i keep watching it over and over again uh, and and i think half of the reason is because if if anyone has heard me talk about films, um, sometimes I'm drawn to really independent films. Drinking Buddies is one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's really low budget. And it's just about people and human characters and their flaws and their relationships and love and also heartbreak. And that's what really sold me on this show 
is it's just really two people who you get introduced to and who clearly have a history, who clearly find themselves circling back to one another with mm-hmm. very different motivations. And and there's something about it where I just, I liked it. I really, it, I, I, like I said, there's a certain, this fulfills a certain kind of um, movie that I, I like, that I'm drawn to in that, in that genre section. So. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, um, well, that's, 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 that's good. I uh, will definitely check it out because like I said, I, uh, I saw that you had, um, added it to the rundown so i couldn't wait to hear your hear your thoughts about it and see if it was uh worth worth our time and it sounds like that it is at least from at least from one episode you... right it's in a half hour too that's what i keep thinking and there's something i i rewatched it last night clearly i'm obsessed and and i realized the pace mm. there is such a pace to that show where there is no break there's there is nothing that i would argue you could cut out from that first episode and be like well that was just filler because there's a purpose behind everything and there's a beat that you rarely see because this kind of vault uh um vacillates between a comedy and a drama so so there's a there's a comedic beat to everything and a rhythm and um the score I think helps drive that pace. Ah, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, but I would recommend waiting until Sunday night when they drop the second episode because it really pisses me off that it's only a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still got to get through, through Succession, so that'll be my next. That'll be, that'll be my next one. <laughs> oh man. Um, and speaking of HBO, I feel like you just added this because I swear I never saw this bullet point before. I did. I did. It, it just broke. Yeah. It just dropped late this evening. So. Oh, well, uh, do you want to take it away? You can take sure. it Sure. Sure. I'll take this one in just real fast. So uh, speak, yeah, as we talked about streaming services and stuff, HBO has their new one, HBO Max. And uh, JJ, they backed up the Brinks truck to bring him over from uh, Paramount to H2 to HBO and Warner. And so he is developing three new uh, series on, on the, uh, on the, on the platform. One's called Duster. Don't know much about it. Um, there's a, uh, off shoot of the shining book by Stephen King called Overlook. And then uh, for all our DC fans, uh, he is adapting the Justice League Dark series from the comics uh, into into a series on the on the network. And, and thinking about this, um, of course, uh, in the Justice League Dark series, Swamp Thing was a part of that, as well as Constantine. So obviously, we know Constantine is in the Arrowverse right now. But you know, given that they've had Ezra Miller in Cross in Crisis, they could you know they can make it work if they wanted to bring. Uh, him over, or and also maybe this is a way to reap to maybe get us that season two of Swamp Thing that uh, that we we deserve, but was cut short. But we'll see. But uh, that was just something that dropped this late today and added it to the bullet because to the show because it was we we had a quite a we had a couple things about HBO and I felt like it could just slide on right into that so. Yes, and on that note, I would like to clarify, HBO does not sponsor this show. <laughs> it does not. Well, it'd be nice if they did. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we finally get to talk about a non-HBO thing. Yes. Not mean that Hulu does sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll take it. <laughs> yeah, little fires everywhere. So uh, one more episode left. Yeah. Um. Okay, I am very mixed about this episode, mm. almost more so than last week, mm. because I, as much as I'm like, okay, we're done with the flashbacks, flashback stuff. We're back to present day. Um, we're we're this is really there was a big emphasis placed on Izzy, and based on our discussion last week, 
it further proves my point that she is the coin between these two sides, between yeah. these two mothers. And and everything kind of escalates with Pearl and the secrets. <laughs> but especially towards the second half, for whatever reason, when Pearl finds out about the the quote unquote money, mm-hmm. um I really I I should have felt more empathetic to her cause and her anger. And there was something off about either the writing of that scene between her and Mia or the editing because it did not feel logical or as logical as Pearl has done, argued for what she wants in the past. And maybe that's because there was a lot of emotions involved or more emotions involved, but there was something really that, that kind of I thought was jarring and then to lead into again my gripe, they again did a did a montage at the end mm-hmm. with the song and a very on the nose song. It was pictures, and then the like that that killed me. I was just like, are you, can you get any more melodramatic? Like seriously, yeah. you don't. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I don't like this show again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I. I I agree with you about uh, how the reaction played out to to an extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it 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 did it was a bit jarring, um, but also this thinking. But when you, when I think about last week's episode and how we learned how that photo how that how that art and photograph mm-hmm. came into being. Um, it, 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 it made sense in the sense in the in the overall arc arc of the season and and the story of Mia and Pearl. Given, uh, you know, as far as Pearl wanting her own room and and this this transient life that she's had, you know, since since the day she was born, quite frankly. Right, right. So so I I, I get that and. And I get, even though I felt like it was like a dramatic foil or a dramatic misdirect to get us to the ending of the show, mm-hmm. uh, as far as it, as far as having Elena telling Mia, I'm mean, telling telling Pearl the truth about her mother. Right. Instead of it coming from from her mom, so so I had you know so I had my issues with it from but from but from a different point of view from than you than your point of view. Well, wait a second. What do you mean? Because I I think part of the reason why I didn't I felt off is because that interaction occurs and then later on in the closing, uh, Pearl learns the truth from mm-hmm. Elena. And and so when she kind of gets fresh, blows up at her mom again, I'm kind of over it by that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't need two blows blow ups in one episode, and like, True. well, I get, yeah. But, but I will, I will admit, the one line that Pearl does say to her mom that I'm like, no, that's the Pearl we met and we fell in love with, is when she says, "I have everything that I, I had everything I needed." I never had anything I wanted. And yeah. I was lead with that. <laughs> yes, yes. yes. <laughs> like like you you just spent five incoherent moments and it very very um it was almost a Lexi argument that mm. Pearl went to and clearly she's been hang, hanging out with Trip too long. Yeah. But but that closing when I'm like that's the Pearl, that's very articulated and sums it up in a nutshell. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, and, and like I said, I, I, I think. I mean, I got you know, like I said, I was really more pointing towards you know, like you're saying, the editing and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, as far as a different different place. But I, I agree that um, it, you know, that it, it, that moment could have played out differently and, and still achieved the same goal. Um, but you know, but again, I, you know, I think 
the, the bigger point, the, the thing that you set up earlier about um, Izzy being the, the, I guess, the coin, the coin for for everyone really really came into play with with the, with you know, with her used the flashback with her and her best friend mm-hmm. uh, this week and and really you know showing you know the thing that she you know her and Mia's relationship about uh, you know being true to yourself and 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 base and 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 basically in some regards I think is he being the, the child that sometimes Mia wishes Pearl could be and and then also on the other side uh, Elena feeling like she has a you know more of a bond with with Pearl than than she does with her own kids mm. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that I, I've never gotten the impression that 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 uh, Mia was trying to replace her daughter with Izzy or substitute or there was a lack of a bond. Okay. I I think Elena does that yeah. and that's very clear. But but with Mia, I think it's more about recognition because we learned she was kind of um, the black sheep of her family because yeah. she loved art. And then when she moved, she even became more of an outsider. So she understands that when your family, the people who are supposed to love you the most, they reject you. Yeah, and I maybe, think yeah. that's why Izzy, um, she she can't reject her because she, she yeah. gets it. She sees yeah. herself in her. So Yeah, I guess there is that kinship there. There, there yeah. is definitely that, yeah. Yeah, but and and maybe that's another thing that bothers me is what they're doing with Elena's character, and it really struck this point. I mean, she she has been the villain, but in this episode in particular, she's yeah. being the dumb villain who who y- you just y- you you hate, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's what villains are supposed to do. But they should also be a little bit three-dimensional. You should also understand their points. And in this episode, you just... It felt like the writers had to make sure we understood, despite everything from last week, where you could understand the um, postpartum depression, you can understand being overwhelmed by four kids, having all of your dreams, like understanding you can't do it all and the resentment and everything, anything that might be sympathetic. Well, well, no, let's, let's, let's have her basically disown Izzy. Let's have her spill the secret, try to blackmail her, her way into winning this court case and, and ruin Mia's life. And at the same time where they're doing that to, to Elena, Elena's character, they're also making Mia the most, the biggest victim. Yeah. <laughs> which, which is true. However, there was a point where I described that Mia, Mia's character is a is the brings tension. And in this episode, there was no tension in any of her actions. I knew exactly how she would respond. I knew what she was going to do in response to everything that Elena was doing. And it was obvious. And it just, it, it felt like they they are trying to get to the end in a very mundane way, I guess you would say. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with you as far as Mia this week. It, it, it. it... I mean, I mean, I, I guess they were really focusing on, I guess, with Mia's story. I, I guess it, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty obvious in the storytelling that she's using BB as uh, as a way to to make amends for her decisions with Pearl and and you know funding her legal, her her defense fund and all those kind of things as a, as a way to as a way to you know i guess make things right in her mind mm-hmm. uh, yeah and so so there was that but 
Yeah, but I mean, as far as Elena's characterization this week, I mean, every uh, you know, everything about that was the only time I felt some sympathy. I don't know if it was not even that sympathy, uh, maybe empathy for her a little bit was uh, when they, she and Izzy were in the car, and and she just erupts and says, "I I, I can't I, I can't be your mother anymore." Kind of, you know, when, she, right, when she's right. And and the only reason why I had empathy was because of what we learned about mm-hmm. what, you know, her postpartum and the issues that she dealt with, um, th- with the pregnancy, given that it was unplanned. And then, and, and all the things she dealt with after, after the fact, but mm-hmm. that was about the only redeeming moment or not redeeming moment the only moment i felt any empathy for that character because i mean bill was just (laughs) yeah (laughs) he he had a very he was funny in this episode because um bill uh they make the writers make us like him the writers make us understand there's again there's a reason why izzy and bill are really tight yeah um which and it's surprising when she has that blow up about the photography that he doesn't come up and try to coax her back in, um, back downstairs or anything. But he he suspects that Elena cheated on him when um, he was when she was in New York, yep. and he he gathers evidence. He also Elena tells him what she discovered and he makes the right decision and doesn't mm-hmm. use it in court because yeah. witness tampering and everything. He's yeah. a stand up guy. I mean, yeah, it's Joshua Jackson. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I like it. But again, there's something about this episode where all of the characters fell flat for me. Yeah. And, uh, everything that even the stuff with Moody, the stuff with the kids, um, and, and I do agree with you that that one moment when she actually acknowledges it, mm-hmm. you are just too hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, but what bothers me is they almost take it back because then Izzy gets out of the car and then the scene's over and they're back at the house. Yeah. Wait, yeah. huh? Why, 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 Elena, you're, you're, you talk all day about being a mother and what that means and the responsibility. And yet you say what you wanted to say for a long time out loud, but you don't actually resolve the conversation. Nope. Yeah. That's that's, weird. It was weird. It was weird. And I want to, one thing about Bill that even though I I appreciate him being a stand up guy and doing the right thing and not dragging me through the mud, unnecessarily during a court proceeding mm-hmm. but on the other hand and to your and to your point about this whole episode um then we have his whole thing about you know not recognize white the white privilege and yeah. and and the comments he made about bb well she has no chance of winning this case and 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 there was that through line i mean i guess that's been a through and all season with um, with Bill and the and the and the, and the family is they and, and it's intentionally so that through line of just they have a very privileged life and of course obviously Mia has been the foil who who has been able to and, and Pearl as well able to you know to 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 show that mirror uh, of that in, in the season but. Um, but yeah, so that was the one thing that you know. Yeah, well, the one moment I was like, "Yeah, Bill," and then the other moment I'm like, "Oh man, you, you let me down." Um, mm-hmm. And 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 just all the character. I mean, there was basically you, what I. Sorry to interrupt, but do you think if this was about a or if the court case mm-hmm. not did not involve a single Oriental woman, um, Asian woman. Yeah. But was um, a father. Do yeah. you think he would have said the same thing? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And, think and so. I understand the race aspect of it, or the white white privilege. I just yeah. wonder. Be, and I and again, it, it's because of that interview with Joshua Jackson, where he talks about how 
he's he's used to the the nuclear family the family mm-hmm. of the yep. 50s yep. everything's yep. perfect the mother stays home takes care of the kids the mother just also just has the kids that's her rule and and everything that mia represents and what she did is a direct threat to that and yeah. and also is part of the reason why he finds himself at odds with with elena cuz elena yeah. honestly she does want that other life she wants to be both yeah, yeah, um, and it's it's uh, and, and, and that's one of the things I did like about the episode because I mean it did show the complexities of of this and 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 the multi layers of Bill as a character mm-hmm. because you know we've talked about it as well with his bond with Izzy and the fact mm-hmm. that he knows that she is gay mm-hmm. and and he is okay you know so it's that weird dichotomy with with Bill that. Of all the characters in this episode, he was the only one that I felt, I felt some, you know, I actually ended up rooting for this time because, um, and, and, and Pearl to some degree too, because I think Pearl was just, a, seemed to be the, the most innocent one in this episode from every, all the things going on. Um, even though, I mean, I know she, you know, there's the issues between Moody and, and his brother, as far as picking one over, you know, one has a clear crush on her, but she ends up, you know, ends up with the other. Well, um, and, and that's what kind of bothered me about the episode, and Pearl in particular, is while she's complaining about her mom's secret, in my mind, I'm just, I'm just like, girl, you're doing the same exact yeah. thing to these boys, and yeah. brotherhood you you're, you're gonna screw up their relationship do you yeah. realize that and you're sure, and you have your sure. own secrets so yeah yeah it's just like it's just, yeah i guess this is all the secrets that that all these characters had i mean it, it just I, when i left the episode i i was just like well damn if the if the goal was to make us all hate every single one of them this week they succeeded because I, I just had a bad I just had a bad taste in, in this episode when uh-huh. I was done with it. Yeah, and and maybe that's really what it's about. I I think there's a lot of hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ignorance. And um, to your point about how how we tend to see both through these characters and all their perspectives, we see both sides because Izzy she tries to express herself, does it in the wrong way, mm-hmm. and Mia calls her out on it and yep. and says you're you can't you can't do that yeah. <laughs> you, yeah you you have to understand your own privilege she has she, mia goes about it much more gently than she did with lexi that's she for did. Sure. definitely um, but but i thought that was such that's a moment to like take out and just play in schools for children because yeah. people need to understand what that means and what that is on 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 that level like it's a very well written scene it was um and i think that that helps us better understand privilege and and acknowledging it because there's almost a fear Mm -hmm. and i think that's what you get with lexi in this episode is if you acknowledge that you are privileged well, then, are you acknowledging all of those stereotypes that fall under that category? Yeah, yeah. What, I, what does that mean? And and no, it's just, it's more about under, making sure you understand so that you don't unintentionally offend people. Yeah, I, I really yeah, I, I really like that, that scene between Lexi and her boyfriend, actually. That was another standout moment for me in that episode. Because it did, it, for the reasons that you just outlined, I mean, I thought it did... Those those were the moments, and I guess that's the thing about the series. It's like, yes, it's, it's completely on the nose, and 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 when they point these things out, but but when whenever they they but they 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 could execute them well, and, and I think that was one of the strong things about this episode, is that it did execute those messages. You know, in 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 a in a way that, like you said, I mean, it's a, it, you should definitely show those to, to folks in, in school or sensitivity training or whatever, because it, it it does point out like, yeah, this is this is this is 
is why what you did is is insensitive and 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 you know check yourself before you do it again yeah yeah it's a it's a very well written and produced after school special it is <laughs> it is <laughs> oh man i just i hope that part of me really wants to be surprised about who burnt down the house at yeah. the end of all this and where Izzy was because they kept saying she was missing. Um, uh, and, and, and that does mean, please don't let it be Izzy who burns down the house. I hope it, I hope it's not. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping it's like one of the brothers. <laughs> there, yeah. Or a part of me just, I, I keep remembering how how uh, Elena looked. There was something yeah. so off about it that I don't know if she she couldn't get over it or if maybe she couldn't believe what she was capable of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe she did it because because this this thing between her and Nia is so is clearly escalating to a point of physicalness so we'll see we'll see we'll see um we will also please uh follow us on twitter because will really wants connection and community so he has this crazy idea and we will be having a arrowverse crossover party on twitter right now you should still be able to find a a pool as we determine which of the very many crossovers to watch Um, and if we don't like what you pick, then we will obviously pick the one that we wanted to, or I wanted to, and and that's what we'll watch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, make sure it's, it's, it's our pinned tweet right now, and make sure you follow the thread, because I couldn't get all six of them in, into the tweet, so, uh, so make sure you, you scroll down to, to both, both tweets, I'll recirculate it again right now, Crisis on Earth X is the leader in the clubhouse, but, uh, yeah, keep keep uh, keep voting, folks. I think it goes. I have I think it's four more four more days or so to uh, to vote. So make your selection, and then Sarah will override us all. And where can they uh, follow you? Yes, you can follow me at Will M Polk W I L L M P O L K. And you can follow me at S J Belmont S J B E L M O N T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. <laughs>